Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Afternoon, at the tone, Pacific Daylight Time will be... It's 5 o'clock. 5 o'clock. One step closer to my own personal hell. This is Primetime on Sports Radio 1080 The Fan. We expect the best. We're not afraid to break someone. Do you hear me? Primetime is your source for the best in local, regional, and national sports. Go ahead and clap. Mediocrity deserves applause. Isaac Rob, I'm miserable. I had to get up at 10 o'clock this morning. Jason Sikanet. I'm a dude playing a dude disguised as another dude. Primetime on 1080 The Fan. Welcome in just after 5 o'clock. A lot of Super Bowl talk today. Rob is out. He's down a little ill. See how he feels tomorrow. I guess he was a horizontal all weekend, he said. Ooh. Was not able to uh, rally for this one. That sucks being uh, sick on the Super Bowl, but... Uh, Will Ortner, it's an O-line edition of uh, Primetime here. He joins me, Buckley with me as always. And uh, the, the Super Bowl, it's it's always one of those, can be it can be a letdown because the, the hype gets built up. And just because it's the championship game doesn't mean that it's always good. In fact, it's usually the opposite of that. It's like we want the Super Bowl and all the pageantry to, to kind of live up to the hype. But so many times the hype is just too much. But I... Seriously, I think yesterday from the the anthem to the halftime show to the drama, I really I thought the commercials were even good. I really can't pick anything wrong with the Super Bowl outside of the the stupid holding call at the end, which was you know, it's just not the way you want a game like that to end. I really can't knock anything that that happened yesterday. I thought that was as close to a perfect Super Bowl as you're going to get. Yeah, I was with some buddies, and I was getting some cheap margaritas because the bartender was one of the best in the game. There you go. You know, it was it was perfect. I had a good time. It's one of the first Super Bowls, too, where I didn't have a rooting interest other than my bets. Thank you, Tails. It never fails. That's the best way to do it, by the way. It's like where people give me a hard mm-hmm. time because I'm a, I'm a free agent for most things in sports, and I just think it's way better to go in and not have a rooting interest and just kind of let – your rooting interest will form throughout the course of a game. You'll, you want to fi- be close. you'll find yourself pulling one direction or the other, but not having a like a your day ruined or or made by a team winning or losing. It's the way to go about it. It really is. But there is something said to watching someone's life get ruined after it, watching them cry. Well, there's that clip going around, and it's hard to nice. know. It's hard to know nowadays and stuff on 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 internet what's real and what's not but there's that clip going on of the eagle fan who oh, the is tv yeah that the TV. one is fake is that, that fake that guy, that guy is like he's a, supposed to be a youtube funny guy he's got okay. like 8.4 million subscribers okay so yeah, it's, it has it's, to be fake it's, it's, it's horse nears i guess there's one there's one point if you stop the frame when he's like pulling it off the wall or whatever you can see the price tag still on it or something like that i mean they yeah. they just set up this scene for him to have his money okay so, yeah so, but there are people but out people there. People really do it. Oh, yeah. People lose it. And especially Philly fan. Look, that city was going to burn either way. But <laughs> Philadelphia is not the place that you want to be when the Eagles win or they lose. And, by the way, the city of Philadelphia now, in one year, they lost um, the World Series. 
the Phillies lost in 99 days. Yeah, they lost the MLS Cup, the Philadelphia Union lost, and now the Eagles. So Sixers, your turn. I mean, have we ever seen a city lose three uh, major championships? Like, what are the Flyers up to? Like, well, they sucked. That's <laughs> a, they already lost that. There's no chance those guys are winning anything. But yeah, it, it's a it's a tough day to be a Philly fan. Lovable yeah, losers. A little bit rough, but a great Super Bowl uh, nonetheless. And uh, we'll talk about it if you want to text in your opinion. New text line here. Uh, 503-864-6FAN. That's 503-864-6326. But right now, let's get to the Hot 5 at 5. Hot topics, hot opinions. Oh, golly, I'm hot today. And hot air. It's time for the Hot 5 at 5. That's hot. The Hot 5 at 5 on Primetime with Isaac and Sue. No, I mean it. That's very hot. The Hot 5 at 5 with Isaac and Sue on 1080 The Fan. Number five. We'll start in Major League Baseball, and I know all you uh, baseball fans are going to love this, including my brother. The extra inning uh, ghost runner on second, that rule will continue. So for every regular season game in the 10th inning and subsequent innings after that, a runner will be placed at second base. Uh, There was some debate whether this was going to come back. It's not going to extend into the playoffs, but regular season, this is going to be an ongoing thing with Major League Baseball. What'd you expect? Manfred wants the games to go faster. He thinks that this is a good way to get people to watch baseball. It's not. No one was not a fan of baseball and then went, sweet, I can't wait to see it. Old man yells at cloud. I, I will say this. It speeds it up. It, it does speed it up. I'm glad they don't have it in the playoffs. But I was at the Mariner Astro game that went was like 16 innings. 18. Was that man? 18. They the ghost I'm just I'm blurred. I'm blurred out. But I will tell you that after the 13th inning, I didn't give a damn who won or lost. I needed that to be over. You could have told me that every inning started with the bases loaded, and I would have been like greatest idea ever. My only gripe with it is I don't like that uh, two fly balls win the game. Like you don't yeah. need a hit. I'd rather put the guy in first base to start. But told you, old man yells at cloud. Ah, you're ruining baseball. You're ruining it. Uh, great TV ratings for the Super Bowl. 113 million people tuned in. As I said, I really can't nitpick very much about that Super Bowl, and apparently 113 million people can't either. That is the third most watched Super Bowl of all time, only behind. Your Seattle Seahawks. The Seahawks are responsible for the two most watched Super Bowls. America's team. Malcolm Butler was number one. The uh, should have run the ball. And then the other one uh, was the Legion of Boom, Seattle and Denver. Those are the only two Super Bowls that were more watched than Philly and Kansas City. Well, everybody knows that Seattle is America's team. All around the country, Seattle is polarizing. And so everyone wants to tune in and watch Seattle. It is weird. if, if I, and, and both of those, well, only one of them was a great game. The Seattle-Denver one was a was an ass whooping. If, if you would have said what team is responsible for the two highest rated Super Bowls, well, you would have had to go down a long list before I ever got to see it. I think you have to remember, most of America hated Richard Sherman because of that interview with Aaron Andrews. And so I think that kind of drummed it up. And then you have Tom Brady in the other one. So it's like you have this great, and at that point, people were looking at him as like, hey, if he loses the Super Bowl, will he ever win again? Right? So I think that's why you have those two highly viewed. Uh, number three, what do we got here? Oh, Jeff Saturday does not appear, will be the next coach of the Indianapolis Colts, uh, much to the chagrin, apparently, of only Jim Irsay. Someone has uh, convinced him. Terrible idea since he went 1-7. It appears that the Eagles offensive coordinator, Shane Steichen, 
has now become the front runner and right now is a matter of trying to finalize a deal to be the next coach of the Indianapolis Colts. This is all the uh, more reason why it's tough to keep coming back. When you look at Philadelphia, you're going to lose one coordinator, possibly two. You have 11 free agents, starting free agents that you're going to have to deal with. And Jalen Hurts, they're talking about maybe he played himself into a $50 million a year deal. It is going to be that much more difficult for Philadelphia to get back. Number two. Number two. Number two. Number two. Good news for the Blazers. Apparently the uh, Gary Payton, the second trade has finally gone through. That would have been so awkward had that deal been voided and he came back because he didn't want to be here in the first place. And then, you know, this happened on Friday where a lot of shade was being thrown at the Blazers. There was a report out of The Athletic that the Blazers had misled or lied to Golden State about the injury and the treatment for Gary Payton, and they failed him on his physical, and they filed a grievance, and Shams was reporting things in The Athletic. Well, we'll try to unwind this at some point today, maybe even tomorrow, but look, it kind of feels like the Blazers have been vindicated in all of this, that there was a lot of people pointing the fingers or pointing their fingers at the Blazers as, as doing some sort of nefarious deal. And I honestly think at this point, the ones that kind of look like kind of a bunch of crybabies in this whole thing is the Golden State Warriors. feels like they're, most of the people now that have looked at this from an objective point of view, the Blazers didn't do anything wrong here. Far from it. And now this deal is done, although Golden State is keeping the option open to continue their grievance and try to recoup some of the draft capital that they gave to the Portland Trailblazers, but I think that's I think that's going to be easier said than done. It, it sounds to me like it's one of those things where they didn't think it would necessarily be as bad as they thought, and so once they realized it was worse than they thought, then they went after the Blazers. But it honestly sounds like GP2 wasn't as well-liked in that locker room as a lot of people thought he might have been. It, it's What it sounds like is a guy who got his money and is kind of babying his injury, and that pissed a lot of people off, which it, it tends to happen. I, I think, honestly, I think this is in their rearview mirror, and I doubt anything else comes of this. And you know what? Good. He didn't want to be here and get him out. He went from being a fan favorite to that's <laughs> Raymond Felton status real, real quick. And, of course, number one, your Super Bowl champs, the Kansas City Chiefs. They win their second Super Bowl in five years. Pat Mahomes, your MVP. A lot of different storylines, but at the end of the day, how about this? Five years in the league for Patrick Mahomes, five conference title games, three Super Bowl appearances, two Super Bowl MVPs, two regular season MVPs, and he's 27 years old. True greatness you saw between Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. We'll get into it when we come back. An O-line primetime right here on 1080. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome in a post-Super Bowl edition here. Talked a lot about it in hour one and hour two because, well, it's the Super Bowl when 113 million people watch that thing. Seems like a big deal. Yeah, it kind of seems like a big deal. I saw that uh, it got a 52 share, got a 52 rating in Philadelphia, or a 52 share, excuse me, in Kansas City. Actually, only 46 in Philadelphia. That's why they lost. They didn't care enough. Yeah. They said 23, what did you say? 23% of all TVs tuned, that were on in Philadelphia weren't watching the Super Bowl? Correct. So they they did, they ran the numbers of, of what percentages of households that were watching TV weren't. Uh, watching the game in each city. And so in Kansas City, 13% of TVs turned on were not watching the game. And in Philly, 23% were not watching the game. Mm. That's bad sports town right there. Bad sports town. Don't care enough about your teams. No wonder you keep losing. I would have, yeah, because they have. They lost the World Series, the MLS Cup, and now the Super Bowl. So the Philadelphia the Sixers, uh, come on down. Let's go. Yeah, your, they, your turn. They lost the White House, too. <laughs> city of losers. I would not have thought that Kansas City would do a better number than Philadelphia. I wouldn't have either. I would have thought every TV was on. Right? I would think if your TV wasn't on, that someone would drinking Riot Punch would come kicking your front door and turn it on in Philadelphia. Or I had a buddy off. who brought Riot Punch to my house yesterday. Oh, oh congratulations. I would have figured it'd be off because you threw batteries into it because you saw Santa Claus. <laughs> and it's tough because I, <laughs> I did enjoy that they booed the NFL Man of the Year. Well, it's, he's a cowboy. You, Still, can't, you can't root for him. You're getting the NFL Man of the Year and you, and you boo it? I I was like, ah, there's there's that Philly fan. They were booing someone else too. Um, probably a cancer survivor, Demar Hamlin. Did they boo Demar Hamlin? They didn't boo Demar Hamlin. Although I did see that uh, a lot of conspiracy theories out there that they're still going down the that's not Demar Hamlin. Oh my god! Have you seen that? Yeah, like he's got a he got a new tattoo on his hand, and I guess it wasn't there like a day or two before because he was at I think he was at the NFL Honors thing. Yeah, you know they did. That's that was like on whatever that was. I think it's on Friday. It's on Friday, and so like they were showing photos of him there, and and then at the Super Bowl when he came out and and did the uh, the first responders thing, and he was doing the heart, and he had a new tattoo on his hand. So of course he's that, fake. He's fake because well, I'm not sure how you you know you, you, you know can't it. get a tattoo the next day. No, Everybody knows that it doesn't work that way. There are no tattoo parlors in Arizona. <laughs> Also, how about the fact that they found a way to sit him right next to Donna Kelsey? I was going to say, the NFL putting DeMar Hamlin and Donna Kelsey together just so that Roger Goodell could do a two-for-one stop and chat was hilarious. I also thought it was weird, too, at the end of the game um, when Goodell was hugging. like He got picked up. He, he was pick- a little too excited for the Chiefs, right? Right? Is that, like, and I get that like, Pat Mahomes is the face of the, the league, mm-hmm. and, and that's good for business. But we seem to do the hugs of the draft with all the rookies. It was it was weird. That was not was a much. that that was a bit much. It um, seemed that, like he wanted to kiss him. Yeah, that was Tom Brady mouth kiss. Where I'm like, I know that you love your your kids, but maybe that's a, a bridge too far. I felt like the the bro hug embrace, lift up off the ground, like your tussling hair. I I thought that was a little weird for a commissioner. I want my commissioner uh, commissioner to be a little more neutral, right? Like. Would, would he have been? Would he have hugged Sirianni or, or Jalen Hurts the same way? I thought. I, it, I, I think Sirianni might have forced him to hug him that way <laughs> because if you're crying when the national anthem is going, you're a different breed. Well, they did say. Uh, did you watch any of the pregame stuff? No. 
So I was uh, I was laid up on the couch there. So I watched like maybe 45 minutes of it. And they said that uh, Sirianni had, in, I guess he's like a visualize sort of guy, right? Like meditate. Oh. And he said, and he said anytime that he would envision himself at, at the Super Bowl, it was always the national anthem. He always thought that he would envision himself, you know, being on the sideline, hearing the national anthem. And that was always his, that was always his like inception sort of like, like, like reality check. And so he did say that if, if the emotions were going to get to him, it was going to be during the national anthem. Then sure enough, of course, every camera's, you know, tuned in to to his face and and then he starts balling. You got to give credit though. That was a hell of a national anthem. No, it was like a great Chris, Chris Stapleton that like, hammered that thing. Like that's like yes. Whitney Houston is still the gold standard, but dude, Chris Stapleton hit that thing out of the park. Silver is not bad, but that being said, guys who visualize themselves they suck, and guys who cry like for the national anthem suck even harder. Yeah, that didn't choke you up at all seeing Kelsey and in, in, uh, no. in Sirianni. No, I'm not gonna say I cried, but I got a little, I got a little lump in my throat. I thought it was really good and moving, but then I saw Sirianni, and my thought was that dude is either going through something or he loves America more than anybody I know. Well, I mean, you gotta remember. I know there's a lot of emotions. There's in the a lot of emotion. Like no Sean but crying, status. So we're just gonna go out here and cry now because the national anthem <laughs> is being played. I don't like I, congratulations. I am not going to ugh. be critical. I went to the Army I Navy am. game this year, and. And I and, and none of them cried. Oh, and they're military. Plenty of people, and I I was crying. So I was there with my buddy you on cried. the field, and oh. both of us, neither one of us wanted to be the first one, right? Like they're there, and they had like the combined military choir on the field, and they started hitting that. And I look over at my buddy, and he's doing the the, the, the lip quiver, and I got one like on deck, ready to go, and I'm like, no, you're gonna go first. <laughs> we had like dueling. Like trying not to cry. I have no. The national anthem is a wonderful thing, and I'm, but we're gonna cry. Well, what's wrong with that? What's like? I hate the fact that the flag and the anthem have become this thing where it's become so divisive. And so when I see something like that at the Super Bowl, I do. I get welled up with pride. And we do the. the they had the all female fly over there with the F-18s, and they had the big flag out there, and it was a wonderful. I love that. I'm gonna. Download that. I'm gonna. I'm sure that's on Spotify. You're gonna work out to it. I love that thing. I have no problem getting emotional about the national anthem because uh, you can crap and you can crap on the country all you want. There were some really cool things in that pregame where they were doing very cheesy, sentimental, like "Go us," you know, sort of like America's great football is great. What's wrong with that? What's wrong with the little cheese? What's wrong with the little American pride from time to time? It got me. I'll admit it. I'm not going to say I cried, hmm. but there were multiple moments before that game where I was on the verge. I had a little tear welling up when they did the the American Pride stuff. Well, that may- almost got me. Maybe I'm a communist, and maybe that's the real issue here. Or just but soulless. I've, I've never been like I've never had a song drive me close to tears. Like if I'm not I, crying at funerals, that's not true. I've been listening to Rihanna all day and i'll tell you right now like if i'm not crying at funerals i'm not crying for the national anthem like don't get me wrong like go america yay us that's Mm -hmm. awesome but i've never once gone out for a national anthem whether i was playing in a game or i was helping coach a game or calling a game or just at a game and been like yeah here it comes i'm gonna cry it's maybe it's because and it's clearly because I have a black soul yes. and I'm heartless. Yeah, well, you are sitting in for Rob, and Rob too has a black soul and has probably never cried at the national anthem. The I don't an- know if Rob's ever cried. The anthem, that's true. He is dead inside. The anthem can get me. An anthem done, an anthem done right with all the pageantry behind it. 
and I, I know Sirianni's going to be a, a meme now forever. I hope he's not embarrassed by that because I, I, I don't thought he should be embarrassed. He's I thought it was a lot. You I know he's proud. Are I you thought kidding? it was. A, I thought it was a really cool moment. He's a visualizing guy. Visualizing guys are proud. Well, and he can probably get elected as a senator in like thirty-two states right now. No problem. Well, if he, he leans, he doesn't have to. He doesn't have to live there. He can just guarantee down in Mississippi, Georgia, anywhere down there in the Bible Belt. I don't even know where he's from. I think he's a Jersey guy, is he not? Sirianni sounds Italian. It I think he's New York. Is he New- New- it doesn't New- matter. New- Just New move down south. Move down south, and you've got yourself. If this NFL thing doesn't work out, you've got yourself a senator job. But uh, I thought it was a it was great pageantry, and then the game lived up to the hype. It absolutely lived up to the hype. I couldn't ask for anything more other than I didn't like the holding call at the end. And I'm not going to sit up here and say that that ruined the game for me. A lot of like you know, I saw that on Twitter a lot, and and not just like the Twitter trolls. A lot of NFL you know, uh, talking heads, you know, Slareth and Trey Wingo, and and you know, and a lot of people were mm-hmm. were were very critical of that. And I thought Philly actually handled it really well. I thought Sirianni and Hertz and even Bradbury, the guy, had the hold. Mm-hmm. None of those guys blamed that holding call. In fact, Bradbury even said, "Yeah, he said I I, I held him." That I was hoping that they weren't going to call and they were going to let it slide, but he goes, it was a hold. This is the only thing that bothered me about it. That was the only holding call all game long. The only one. You let them play physical all game. Mm-hmm. You know, there was one earlier in the game where, where Juju got held, and it was worse than that, and you saw him that he threw up his hands, and he was like, hey, where's my call? And it didn't happen. Did you notice that after that holding call, the only one pointing was Patrick Mahomes because he realized, oh, crap, like we're kicking a field goal here. We slept the door open. Yeah. Juju didn't do anything. He mm-hmm. didn't expect the call. So that's the only problem. I say this like in the NBA. If you set the tone early on for a physical game, hey, we're going to let you bang. Mm-hmm. We're going to let you work down low. We're going to let you hand check a little bit. And you call that for three and a half quarters. Don't in the fourth quarter start picking up the whistle. Mm-hmm. So in the NFL, when you when you if you're going to call that, then you call it in the first quarter. You call it in the second. You say, hey guys, we're keeping this tight, right? We're not giving you a lot of leeway. O lineman, you keep your hands in. Hey DBs, we're not going to let you get rough with these receivers. I don't like that they let that go for three and three and three quarters of that game. Not a single holding call. They let them be physical with the receivers, mm-hmm. and and. 80% of that contact, by the way, was within the, the area where you could have that contact. And then there was that one little hand on the hip. Yeah, it was technically by the letter of the law, but it didn't affect the route. I don't think it affected the pass. And I don't like that in that moment that you decided to throw the flag. If you had called it all game long and there had been three or four of those and you had let the DBs know, hey, you can't be physical, I just didn't like in that moment that that flag came out. And I'm not going to say it decided the game. It was the end all, the be all. I just thought it was a crappy way for that game to pivot when it had been played so well and so clean by two really, really good teams. And now one of the main storylines, unfortunately, again, is we're talking about officials, and, and that bums me out. Well, you you get to a point where what is the lasting image of it going to be? And it, and it shouldn't be, but because it happened at the end, that's what you're going to remember. If it had been the Hertz fumble at the end, you would remember that if this holding call had happened way earlier. But that's the thing you're not going to. When we think about this game 5, 10, 15 years later, you're not going to remember that Hertz fumbled. Yeah. I really don't think you are. You're going to remember that there was a crappy holding call. Yeah. And it's unfortunate because in most situations, you see refs swallow their whistle there. But it almost seemed like it was one of those spots where, hey, I don't want to be 
the reason that people talk about a hold. So you called the holding and now you're the reason why you're talked about it. Because yes, by the letter of the law, that is a holding penalty. But here's the thing. You can call a penalty on every, every stinking play. play. So it needs to be the reason that that play didn't work. Yeah. And to be honest, I think even if Juju doesn't get held there, he has to make an incredible catch. It was a base to, I thought it was a throw. To make that. that. I, a- I, it's one of those where you throw it and you hope your guy can make an incredible catch yeah. and there's no way it can get intercepted. And the only one calling for it was Mahomes. But guess what? He calls for it on half of the throws that he has because that's what you do as a competitor. It's so unfortunate because, yes, this isn't the reason why you lost the game. And if this is why you're blaming the loss, you'll never make it back to the Super Bowl again. But it is going to mar what was otherwise, I would argue, a darn near perfect game. And we'll talk about that game, including two of the all-time great performances that you've seen from the quarterback position. Dare I say even a better effort in the losing side of things except for that one and play. rihanna that one play well that we'll get to in the club <laughs> here though is buck with sports center t-mobile has invested billions to light up america's largest 5g network from big cities to small towns including right here in yours and great coverage is just the beginning right now families and small businesses can save up to 20 percent versus at&t and verizon when they switch visit your local t-mobile store today Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Hey, everyone. Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Welcome in. You can text the program 503-864-6326. New text line. Talking a little Super Bowl here. And uh, a lot of people chiming in, listening to your uh, thoughts. And someone does point out, uh, don't give up 38 points. And that holding call doesn't really make such a difference after all. It's a valid point. Mm-hmm. I mean, Philly's defense got shredded. It got it out absolutely shredded. They were a liability the entire game. Yeah, I mean, if, if I told you going into that game that that the Philly and by the way they gave up thirty eight and it could have been a lot worse. I mean, oh yeah. If, if Philly's offense hadn't been as dominant, basically every time Kansas City got the ball in the second half, they scored, mm-hmm. and it didn't have to be thirty eight. They could have scored a touchdown if they wanted to, but I mean that easily could have been into the forties. I mean, Philly's defense offered no resistance whatsoever. So yes, that holding call ended up being kind of a very pivotal point. Someone said, oh, was it really that big of a play? Well, yeah, it was because it allowed Philly, it allowed Kansas City to run out the clock. By the way, kudos to McKinnon for, for sliding down. Philly tried to let him score, oh, yeah. and he was smart enough to be like, no, 
kneel down here at the at the two and, and we'll just run out the clock and not give Philly a chance at it. So yes, it was the crucial pivot play in that game that allowed Kansas City to run out the clock, but it certainly wasn't the only one. It was much like when when Jacksonville uh, came back against the, the Chargers. All the Chargers had to do was make one play, one play on defense, one play on special one teams. One stop. One stop. And Philadelphia couldn't do it. Kansas City was perfect that entire second half. Mahomes threw one incomplete pass. And Philly, who had been dominant all game, they got stopped twice. Remember, they got stopped on the field goal when they were up by three and they were driving. They got stopped. Kansas City held them to a field goal and then went down and scored their own touchdown to go up by one. They got stopped on that, and then they had the three and out. The three and out, which led to the horrible punt, which, again, awful decision, whether that punter ended up kicking it to the wrong side of the field, which some people think. Or slipping. Or slipping or whatever. That was a terrible punt that set up the big punt return. Or the the Jalen Hurts fumble. You gifted 14 points off the fumble and then off that, that punt return. You gifted 14 points to the Kansas City Chiefs. And you can't give 14 points to, to, to Patrick Mahomes and Andy no. Reid. You can't do it. There was, So there was all kinds of those little plays that, that are little throughout a game. I say anytime you get a close game like this, you can say that there's four or five plays that made the difference. And the truth of the matter is, is that of those four or five plays – three or four of them went Kansas City's way, starting with, again, the two stops in the second half Mm. because Philadelphia couldn't do it. Philadelphia couldn't get one single stop in the second half of that game, including the the holding penalty. Well, and and let's look at it this way, too. Yeah, it was a bad punt, but if someone just keeps their leverage, because it's not like Tooney got it and then went right away to the wide side of the field. He went boundary. It was a boundary return, and he stopped himself and realized, I can cut this all, the, all way the way back across. And that's guys not maintaining their lanes on the punt. So even if it was a bad punt, it was a bad special teams play all around. And that was something that had been kind of their Achilles heel all year long. Yep. So to not go back and fix it, much like I think it was Green Bay two years ago, where San Fran, they didn't score an offensive touchdown. They scored on special teams and defense. So to not go out and fix something that had been nagging at you all year long, you have no one to blame there but yourself. And look at Kansas City, who goes out and, and makes a play uh, at the trade deadline for for Tony, mm-hmm. who, who is a total bust with the Giants, and still he's is still a bust. He's not a great he's player. Giving the Percy Harvin treatment. Yeah, but think about that. He makes the punt return against Cincinnati, and he makes the punt return against Philadelphia. And this is why it's just funny things happen when you put together a special Super Bowl run like that. It, it's it's unsung heroes, right? Mm-hmm. Jim Larratt's for the Yankees, right? There's, there's always some weird guy. That ends up stepping up, and that guy ends up with two of the biggest punt returns in back-to-back weeks in the AFC title game in the Super Bowl that without those, Kansas City's not here. I mean, you think about that. Those are two enormous plays that we won't talk about. We'll talk about Mahomes. We'll talk about Hurts. We'll talk about the holding call. Mm-hmm. Talk about all this stuff. But he he set both of those games up, and, and when they made that deal for him, no one would have thought no. that he comes in and plays the role that he did in Kansas City. No, 100%. And and it's one of those things, too, where it's it's why every play you have to do your 111th. If Jalen Hurts does his job and tucks the ball against his chest and puts two hands on the ball, he never fumbles it, but he leaves it out, and there's the fumble. If Sayamalu does his job and knows the snap count, also, you're at guard. You're far enough away you really don't need to be twitchy. Yeah. Like it's really more about in that type of play, it's more about Kelsey and Hurts than it is anybody else. That that is one of the 
that's one of the ones that, and I, I hate to do this because he's such a phenomenal player and he's a beeve and, and Bob counts just a great guy, but it, it, that is one that not enough people are talking about. The Jalen Hurts fumble, which Hurts played almost a perfect game. He Hertz, had one bad play. Hurts was amazing. He had one bad play, but my God, is that a bad play? Remember, that was, it was third and one or third and two, and they were running the push play, which has become the most unstoppable play in all of football. And as a as a man that that loves O line play and I love rugby, rugby is is a uh, it's I, I have a, it's a wonderful sport. I have a soft spot in my heart for rugby. Absolutely love it. Those dudes are absolute studs. The Philadelphia push play. I know everyone hates it because like oh here it comes again. I love that it can be third and three or fourth and two, and they don't even hesitate or try to set up like hey we're doing something different. Nope. Here we go. Rugby scrum. Stop us. We got a quarterback that that squats six hundred pounds. Here you go. That was third and one or third and two, and Sayamalu flinches and jumps, and that's what went from an automatic first down on the push play to the third and six, which mm-hmm. led to the Hurts fumble. And there's no other way than he just – it was one of those goofs. It was one of those goofs. And when Bolton, who also, by the way, played a phenomenal game in Kansas yep. City, damn near at two scooping scores, yeah. right off the off the one that was damn near a fumble too on the uh, – Miles Sanders Miles Sanders one. Yeah. I mean, that was – very, very close. I thought he had to. I thought, I thought so, I I thought thought so too. And my, I was like, oh my God, Bolton MVP because he got two scooping scores, right? That's how funky that is. If Sayamalu doesn't jump on that, we're not talking about this. And if if Philadelphia goes down and scores, that may be an onslaught. That mm-hmm. may be a game. That game is pushed too far out for Kansas City to even make a second half comeback because up until that point, it felt like Philly was not just dominating that game, but was potentially running away from Kansas City. And like that, the game flipped on a dime. And just of all the things that could happen, your MVP quarterback just drops a snap. No pressure, no nothing, just flat out drops the ball. That one's going to sting. And and you know when Hurts goes back and watches film, he, he broke all kinds of Super Bowl records. Like you couldn't play much better. Like, he outplayed Patrick Mahomes. He was the best player in that game. 27 to 38 for 304 yards, had a touchdown, no picks. He ran 15 times for 70 yards for th- and three touchdowns. He was damn near perfect. And by the way, all that talk of, oh, well, you have to force him into third and long and you have to force him to play quarterback. It felt like every time they got him into third and six or longer, he made plays. Mm-hmm. He threw the ball so well. He was fantastic, and yet all that people are going to remember and all he's going to remember when he goes back and watches that is that one play, that one damn play. And that's that's the guy who I feel bad for because Mahomes' greatness is undenied. Andy Reid's is undenied. But Hurts is the one guy that can probably do the no one believed in me. Stop with the Travis Kelsey no one believed in us. Everyone believed in Kansas City. You were the odds-on favorite to win the Super Bowl at the start of the year. Shut up with that. But Hurts... Was doubted every. He was doubted at Alabama. He was benched. He was benched. Even when they came in and they played him, Alabama like fans were like, "Yeah, he's good, but you know, he's the mm-hmm. SEC Player of the Year, SEC Freshman of the Year." And people were like, "Well, I don't know. He didn't throw the ball that well." He was doubted at every single turn, and all that guy has done is put his head down, be a great teammate, and continue to get better and better and better. And that was the stage. That was the stage to shut everyone up, and he did it. And it still came up just a. A half a yard short. That's why football is a cruel mistress because you can do everything right, but the one time you do something wrong, football doesn't care about your feelings. My old uh, college coach used to say this to me all the time. Football doesn't care if you're tired. Football doesn't care if you had a rough day. Football doesn't care if you're going through a breakup. 
all football cares about is if you went out and you did exactly what you were supposed to do. And you know he's the type of guy who is going to look at that and it's going to eat at him probably for the rest of his life. But you also know that if anyone is going to make amends for it and is going to go get something right, it is going to be Jalen Hurts because by every account of his, him and his character, he is what you want your kids to be. Yeah. So if anyone is going to be able to fix this and right this wrong, my money's going to be on Jalen Hurts. Although it's about to get a lot harder for Philadelphia. And you look at yeah. Kansas City, if you want to look ahead, Kansas City in real good shape. We'll talk about that next when we come back. Primetime here on The Fan. Get up, get on up. Putting a bow on the actual game here of the Super Bowl when we get to the club. We'll talk a little commercials. We'll talk a little Super Bowl halftime show. Way too many Americans feeling uh, a little, little spicy about pregnant women all of a sudden. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> Don't you ever go after Queen. You ever been attracted to a uh, pregnant lady? You have now. Well, I didn't realize she was pregnant at the time, but uh, now I am. Yeah, yeah, that's that's official. Okay. And at any point. Good for ASAP Rocky. That guy wastes no Dude, time. He better watch out, man, if yeah. I can. Yeah, Megan Fox is available if that does anything for you. Yeah, dude, that she might be on all time list, like drink elementary some. school. Will Ortner, yeah, dude, yeah, drink drink your own blood and all that weird stuff with her. Well, think about it. Megan Fox is like that's the first one for people my age. That Transformers movie where they've got the weird the scene where she's in the car fixing all the stuff, and then oh, all of yeah. a sudden yeah. you get the slow mo. Yeah, that's right up my age of people's alley. It's pretty good. Pretty, it doesn't get much pretty good. Text the program. New text line 503-864-6326. Someone says you wonder if Hertz sees what Brady and Mahomes have done lately in taking less money. Instruction the contract to, to correctly keep the band together. This is one of those where if you're Philadelphia, I actually think you have a harder path forward than Kansas City does. Like Philly is is actually an older team. Kansas City's very young. This is a much different mm-hmm. team than what you saw when Kansas City's first Super Bowl, with the exception of home, uh, Patrick Mahomes, Kelsey, and then like maybe uh, Chris Jones. Chris Jones, and I think Frank Clark. Frank too. Clark, yeah. Everything else has kind of been turned over. The the linebackers in the secondary are really young. Uh, your O line is completely different. You have a bunch of young backs. Ilair is on his way out, right? He's an afterthought. Yep. And the receivers have been completely turned over. So this is this is a a new team for Kansas City, and they actually have some cap space. And Mahomes' contract, while it is a lot, it provides them because the length of it, the ability to kind of move it around and have some flexibility to restructure it mm-hmm. in order to fit guys underneath the cap. So Kansas City is actually in a really good spot moving forward to stay competitive and they've proven now a lot like with Tom Brady they can do it without necessarily big name guys at every position because with the exception of of those Chris Jones, Kelsey and Mahomes we talked about this going into the game you can make an argument that Philadelphia was better in almost every position and certainly had more high profile guys whereas when you look at Philly now Hurts some people are saying that Hurts is is in line for 50 million bucks a year I mean Dak got 46 Derek Carr got 40 and you look at what Jalen Hurts did this year as the second year as a full-time starter. If he doesn't get hurt, he's probably the MVP. He just put together phenomenal playoff performances. Should have been the MVP of the Super Bowl. Some people think even in, in a losing effort, he should have been the MVP. Had they won, he certainly would have. Mm-hmm. So if you're Jalen Hurts, you have every right to ask for 40, 60, 50 million. But you have 11 starters that are going to be free agents. You only have, I think, a million uh, in cap space right now. There's going to be tough decisions. This Philadelphia team, you do have some draft capital, so you got that going mm-hmm. for you. But this Philadelphia team on paper will not be as strong next year 
as it will this year because anytime you start paying a quarterback, it gets harder. Plain and simple, which is why dynasties in the NFL are very, very challenging. And by the way, you're also going to lose probably your offensive coordinator and possibly your defensive coordinator. So turnover in this league is the one thing that is always constant. How teams adjust to that and 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 kind of rebuild, that's what makes the difference between being a, a good team and someone that can say that you have a 10-year window. And I think Kansas City has proven that they can do that. Five years, five AFC championships, three Super Bowl appearances, two Super Bowl wins. Philadelphia hasn't proven that yet. No. And they have a very big offseason looking ahead. Well, and even going into this year, it's not like they were Super Bowl favorites. They were 22 to 1 odds yeah. to win but a lot the Super of, Bowl. A lot of people liked them. That was, they that, didn't like That them. was my Super Bowl team. But I said, if, if Jalen Hurts can play like a top 12 quarterback, I said Philly can can get to the Super Bowl because the NFC was so light. Yes. Well, and, and Hurst didn't play like a top 12 quarterback. He played like a top two quarterback. But you're right in that Philly was a little bit more of a, hey, it's the NFC. If Philly had been in the AFC, no one would have picked no, him. No. No one would have picked him. They they were like the long shot that you kind of like. They were like Kansas as a three seed in the tournament, right? Yeah, yeah. Enough to where it's like, hey, you know what? I think they can. They have a shot. The thing about this team is, yeah, Hurts proved that he could do it for one year, but can he do it again? And then when you have these guys that leave, you're going to lose this entire offensive line, at least the entire the best two players on your offensive line within the next two to three years. Yeah, Kelsey and Johnson are not long for this. They league. are not long. So then you're, you're looking at, hey, you are in immediate win-now mode, so are you going to start selling kind of the future and do what the Rams did yeah, where go you got to go all in? And I, I honestly, I really do think you have to but then you have to convince guys to take less money and no offense you don't just have to convince hurts you have to convince multiple other guys to take less money or you have to hit on every draft pick let's not like kid ourselves here yes kansas city is young but they hit on almost every key draft pick you have an all pro center that you got in the second or third round in creed humphreys Mm -hmm. and you've got trey smith a pro bowler who you got in the seventh round you're back you're ended up feature back ended up being a seventh Seventh round round pick for you right you're you're finding all these diamonds in the rough which yes it's skill but it's also luck it really is luck so the Eagles are going to have to have the exact same thing where they get some luck and they hit on some people or some people make it longer than you expect. Yeah. And then the other thing is you got to be healthy. You yeah. got to be healthy because like what's been the key for Kansas city in their long runs, they haven't had a major injury to yeah. one of their star players. And, and when they, and when they did have injuries, their Super Bowl, So they've been to three Super Bowls. The one they lost, they got, and look, they got blitzed by, by Tampa. Tampa took them behind the woodshed. But ultimately, what was the difference in that game? O-line injuries. Remember? Mm-hmm. They yep. lost three starting O-linemen, including both tackles, and they could not block up front. Mm-hmm. You know, like, you know, it's that's, a big changer. It's, it's a big changer. And you're right. There is a lot of luck to that when it comes to being healthy. And, you know, this year they were very healthy, minus, you know, Pat Mahomes on his on his bum ankle, but he was able to, well, you know. Well, a hell of a drug. It is. And everything else that they, they, they put into him. But we won't, yeah. we won't talk about that. Yeah, that's right. He just, he made it on uh, Sour Patch Kids and Ketchup. Wasn't yeah. that, that's yeah. what he did? Yeah, it went into half and then he came out with a, with a, a oh, I came out with a thicker taped ankle. I'm sure nothing else happened in that locker room. But he yeah. was, he came out and he was perfect. He came out and he was perfect in the second half. And that's what it took to beat you. Yes. As, but at the same time, you can make the same argument of if you have uh, a defense that doesn't overplay, you win that game. Or if you have a, a defensive line. Anything. If you, have an, if you have a front seven that can make an adjustment, yeah. you keep sliding all over the place, yeah. change your stance. Yeah. Change something. And they didn't. So 
there's a lot of things where it's like, hey, it could go this way, it could go that way, and you win that game. If Philly wins one, am I going to be shocked in the next two or three years? Absolutely not. But I'm going to bet on the under yeah, it's in harder. this situation. It's, it's going to be harder for them going forward. And if I would have told you that the Philly D-line was a complete and total non-factor in the pass and in the run, I'm not sure I would have believed you. And maybe that's the one thing where where maybe it was a little overhyped because of the, some of the competition they played against. Like Philly was good and they proved it, but maybe just maybe that defense just slightly had 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 been a little overhyped. But they yeah. they were a sieve. Yes. They could do nothing all game to put any pressure on Patrick Mahomes, and they just needed to make a single play in the second half, and they didn't. Which is why, while the holding call, I don't agree with it. It was mm-hmm. a bummer. Make a play. Yep. Make a play somewhere along the line in your Super Bowl champs, and they didn't do it. Well, and there's going to be a big difference next year in being the hunting and being the hunted. Yeah. You know, you are now the one that has the target on your back. Yeah. You're not sneaking up on anyone. And everyone's coming after you because you might have gotten away with a few sneak ups. Yep. That isn't going to happen next year. No. So it's going to be interesting to see how that changes for them as well. All right. We'll get into some of the aspects of the game, including the halftime show, Will's attractiveness to uh, pregnant ladies, nope. and uh, some commercials as well. All of that when we come back. Club 1080 coming up next. Okay. Picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 